Hello, you're listening to a podcast from Radio Maria, a Christian voice in your home. Radio Maria is a 24-7 Catholic radio station broadcasting online via our app, Radio Maria Play, and on DAB in an increasing number of areas. You can follow us on social media. And if you enjoy this program, please do click like and subscribe to us on your podcast provider. Radio Maria relies entirely upon listener donations. We have no other sources of funding, so please do consider supporting us with a monthly or one-off donation so that we can continue to keep providing great programming free at the point of access. To donate or find out more, visit us at radiomariaengland.uk. Good evening, you are listening to Radio Maria, and this is our Diving Deeper program. Now, this evening we have Father Alvin Eber, who's going to talk to us about not being ashamed to be a Christian. And I love the fact he's on, because it's our, it has been our Mariathon uh, yesterday, and it was today as well. And it was precisely for Radio Maria at Nigeria, which is where Father Alvin is from. So... This works beautifully. So welcome, Father Alvin. Thanks, Cameron. And um, good evening, our, our dear listeners, and welcome to our program this evening. Um, we just pray. Uh, our network this evening is, is just playing up a little bit, but we hope um, that the Holy Spirit will take charge and so that whoever be able to hear what thank God for his, his mercies. The Lord's my shepherd, I'll not want. He makes me lie in pastures green. He leads me by the still, still goodness restores my soul and I will trust in So Father Alvin, welcome back and hopefully the technology will hold through this time. Um, so can I hand it over to you? Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Um, thank you everybody and um, thanks for your patience and welcome back. Um, uh, we believe um, God is completely in charge now and nothing will happen again. Amen. So we'll, we'll start again. Um, we'll start with the prayer in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for uh, this opportunity to uh, be in your presence this evening as we listen to you. As your word says, the entrance of your word brings light. And Lord, we pray that the light will come into our hearts and disperse every form of darkness in our hearts. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. So today, um, uh, I want us to look at something that I've been uh, 
like a burden in my heart. And that's what I want to share with us today. And I uh, would take us through several uh, uh, passages in the scriptures. And, you know, sometimes we, we in, in the, uh, where we find ourselves, it's a bit difficult for us to um, stand and declare ourselves um, Christians. A lot of things that uh, discourages us or make us feel shy to say, see, this is who I am. It doesn't matter what's going on. And I am proud to be a Christian. And one of those things is in the face, in the face of suffering, we find ourselves um, denying um, our faith, our faith in God. And I want us to look at what um, uh, importance of suffering in in our lives as Christians <clears throat> is. I can remember several times in during my homily, I've always asked, "Who wants to go to heaven?" Everyone will raise their hands. Everybody wants to go to heaven, and actually, our target as Christians is to be in heaven. And then the next question will come: Who wants to die? Everybody will keep quiet. And another question would be, who wants to suffer? Everyone will keep quiet. And then I ask myself, is is I could remember St. Paul and ask of Apostles saying, We will all suffer before we get into the kingdom of God. And suffering can come in different ways. Suffering can come in different ways. And last Sunday, in the second reading, if we remember what our brother, St. Peter, said to us, and that's what I would want us to use as our opening scripture uh, this morning. First Peter, first Peter chapter 4, from verse 13 to 16. First Peter chapter 4, from verse 13 to 16. So it says, But rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ." But rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ. And you ask, why should I rejoice that I'm suffering? Why should I rejoice that I'm suffering? So he says, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. So behind any suffering for Christ, there is glory, which at that point, you may not see it. But he says, when? So there will be a time when his glory will be revealed and all those who persevered during the time, the trying times when they are suffering, he says they will be overjoyed. Overjoyed. It's not just just going to be ordinary joy. It's your, your joy will be overflowing. It's just like the service Psalm 23 says, you know, my cup overflows. So your cup will overflow with joy. And it says, if you are insulted, if you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed. Because this is one of the things that's, you know, that makes us shy away from declaring ourselves as Christians. You don't want to be insulted. You don't want your friends to, to laugh at you. I will share uh, an experience I had. I wouldn't want to call, I wouldn't want to call the name of the place what it was. Um, like my second or my third parish when I came to, to, to this country. So as a school chaplain, I remember going to school for the first time as a school chaplain. And 
it was on a Monday after a Sunday mass. And I had uh, some of my altar servers in the school. And I came out. I stood in front of the office and I was seeing my altar servers. I was excited seeing them and hoping that at least they would come and say hi. They all walked past and I was shocked. And I asked the, 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 the person I was working with, oh, look at my experience. And he laughed at me and said, they wouldn't want their friends to know that they know who you are. And I was shocked. But he says, it's not impersonal. It's just the normal thing. You know, so sometimes, because we wouldn't want to be insulted, because we wouldn't want to be laughed at, we shy away. We don't want anyone to know we are Christians. Our place of work, even among our friends, we wouldn't want to boldly and courageously say, this is what I believe in, this is my stand, and this is my faith. So he says, if you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed, for the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. And verse 15 says, if you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or a thief or any other kind of criminal or even as a meddler. And verse 16 says, however, if you, su if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed. Are you ashamed of being a Christian? Are you ashamed of being called a Christian? Are you ashamed? It says, if you suffer as a Christian, because at that point, you see people laughing at you. You you go to church, you pray every day, every Sunday you're in the church, and still look at your life. And some of us will be ashamed of ourselves, and we'll say, yes, that's true. Look at my life. If people who don't go to church, they are better than me. I've been praying for a particular thing for so many years, and... You know, it's as if my life is even worse than those who, who, who don't come to church. And it says, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed. We can only be ashamed because we are suffering because of what we've done ourselves. We are suffering because uh, we are, uh, uh, you know, when he says, don't suffer because you are a murderer or a thief or something like that. But he says, as long as it is for the sake of Christ. Do not be ashamed, but praise God that you bear that name. But praise God that you bear that name. A Christian, it's a privilege to be called a Christian. Look at what the scripture says. It's a privilege to be called a child of God. It says, this is who we are. It's a privilege. So we do not need to be ashamed. Now look at what uh, our brother James, James chapter 1, verse 2 to 4, what he says. In James chapter 1, in verse 2, he says, Consider it pure joy. Consider it pure joy. Another translation says, Consider it all joy. Another translation says, Consider yourself privileged, my brothers and my sisters, Whenever you face trials of many kinds, whenever you face trials of many kinds, consider it pure joy. So when you stay for, for a week, two weeks, and you are not getting any, no trial is coming, nothing is testing your faith, 
not at all. And you say you are lucky. No, it says consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. When, that means there will definitely be a time when our faith must be tested. I've said it before. It is only when you are tested that you'll be trusted. So why should we consider it pure joy? He says, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So if you're not tested, it will be very difficult for you to persevere when or in the face of trouble, in the face of sufferings. And he says, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Not lacking anything. This is the reason why we should, we should consider it pure joy. So uh, uh, let's see what's uh, Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5, verse 3 to 5. Let's see what it says. Romans chapter 5, verse 3 to 5. And he says, not only so, but we glory in our sufferings. You'd be wondering, why is he talking about suffering? Why is he talking about suffering? Should we suffer even as Christians? And this is uh, uh, the same question a lot of people ask. If, if there is God, why do we suffer? If there is God, why do we suffer? If, why do good people, why do good people suffer? Everyone as a Christian, why should you suffer? And unfortunately, there are a lot of preachers that will say, as a Christian, you're not supposed to suffer. But that's the wrong teaching, because St. Paul says we don't preach a crossless Christ. We can't preach Christ without the cross. It's not possible. And the scripture says, I think it's from some, uh, 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 our brother Peter, he says, Christ suffered for us leaving for us an example to follow. So if we don't understand you know, suffering from this point of view, then it will be very difficult for us, even when, because we are living in an imperfect world. And these are the things that are part of our existence as human beings, not even to talk of being Christians. I remember Jesus says that you can't be greater than your master. If I, your master, suffered, you should also expect the same. And he says in the world, you have trials, you have tribulations, but you don't need to worry, for I have conquered the world. So he made it very clear to us that this is going to be part of our existence as children of God. If you want to be my disciple, he says, carry your cross and follow me. He didn't say drop your cross. He said, carry it and follow me. So that means each and every one of us will have a cross to carry. So let's continue. Romans, Romans chapter 5. So it says, Not only so, but we glory in our sufferings because we know that the suffering produces perseverance, which is exactly what our brother St. James has said. And it says perseverance, character, and hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Hope does not put us to shame. So even in our suffering, we have hope. We have hope that 
God will still deliver us. The scripture says, many are the, uh, the, the, the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers him out of them all. So even we do not suffer uh, without hope. So even in our suffering, we have hope that this is not, it's not just it. It's just temporary. It will definitely come to pass one day. And you can imagine uh, Jesus when he was carrying the cross. Remember the, the letter to the Hebrews says, you know, looking up to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who because of the joy that lay before him endured, endured the pain of the cross. So he looked beyond, he looked beyond the pain of the cross and he saw the joy. So even in our suffering, we look beyond the suffering and we see hope. All we see is hope. So this is the difference between a believer and a non-believer. So a non-believer does not see hope even in his or her suffering. But for a believer, we know that Christ himself has passed through this truth. And we are, we have seen ourselves on the same route and we are going somewhere. So for a believer, there is hope. There is hope in suffering. Okay. So let's see, let's see, let's look at what happened to the, to the apostles in Acts of Apostles chapter 5. Acts of Apostles chapter 5, verse 40 to 42. And he say, verse 40 says, His speech persuaded them, they called the apostles in, and had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus, and let them go. The apostles left the Sanhedrin, rejoicing, because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Look at people that were flogged, they were beaten up, they're supposed to be in pain, they're supposed to be complaining, they're supposed to be blaming, blaming God. Why should you be suffering this way? You know, we are talking about you, we are proclaiming the good news you have you know, given us, you mandated us. Remember in Matthew chapter 28, he says, go out of the world, whole world and proclaim the good news. I remember what he told them, I am with you. I am with you till the end of time. So that's another thing that gives us hope, even in our suffering, that he is with us. So he does not just abandon us when we see ourselves in our sufferings. So he says, I am with you till the end of time. So this gave them hope. And that's the reason why after flogging them, they came out and they were rejoicing. They were rejoicing because they knew that he is with them. He says, day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. They never stopped. So nothing stopped them. So even their suffering didn't stop them. And I think this was informs um, uh, a, lo a lot of people I've met. I've met uh, at the hospital, you know, people who are suffering. And you look at this person, you know that this person is suffering. But yet, this person uh, uh, will give you yourself hope. You have come to give the person hope, but the person will end up giving you hope. That even though I've seen myself in this situation, but I know God still loves me. I know he has not left me. 
I pray to him every day. And you leave, you ask yourself questions. If this person can say this, so what of me? What of me? And I always ask myself this question. If I find myself in this situation one day, what will I do? What will I do? So when I meet these lovely people, it, it challenges me. It makes me think. If, if I am in this situation, will I still say what this person has said? Will I still say what this person has said? This person is looking beyond what he or she has found him or herself in, but is seeing the glory that is yet to be revealed. The scripture says, I think uh, in St. Paul's letter to the Romans, that the sufferings of this moment cannot be compared to the glories that are yet to be revealed. The sufferings of this moment, whatever we are passing through at this moment, cannot be compared to the glories that are yet to be revealed. But this glory will be revealed to only those who will persevere. And we can only persevere when we are tested. And that's what, that's what our, our, our James has said, that it is only by testing of your faith that perseverance is produced. And this perseverance is what that will help us to stand firm till the end. And he says, it is only those who persevere to the end that will be given the crown of glory. Okay? So I will stop here for the moment and we have a music break. And when we come, we'll continue from where we start. Okay, lovely. And we are, which song would you like us to play, Father? Just make a choice. I will. <laughs> okay. My yes. choice is He Has Turned My Life Around by Father Alvin.
was that was He Has Turned My Life Around by Father Alvin Eber. Um, if you'd like to call in and ask any questions, make any comments, um, the number is 01223-375-564. We'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, I'll hand it back over to you, Father Alvin. Thank you, and welcome back. Um, suffering, um, as I was saying, it can come in different ways, my dear friends. It can come in different ways. I know someone, someone somewhere now will be asking, why, why, why should it be me? Actually, from time to time, we have had that moment when we ask, why me? Why me? God, why me? I, I asked that same question too. I asked, why should I allow this to happen to me, even, even when I've made that decision to be a priest? As a preacher, um, one of my favorite uh, um, preachers that I listened to, um, Les, Les Brown, he would say, um, if, 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 if it's not you, then who do you suggest? Do you want to give us an email of someone so that we'll send this offering? If it's not you, so who, who do you suggest it should be? You know, when we ask that question, why me? Why me, God? Why me? Why, why, why should you allow this to come to me? I want to, I want to share uh, this with us. I think is a is a is a song we all know, and hopefully Augusta will um, get all the um, uh, the weddings. And it's the song that says, "What a friend we have in Jesus." So when we see ourselves suffering, just know there's a friend that cares about you. That cares. You know, even if every every other person run away run, runs away from you, there's a friend who's always there. But the thing is that we 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 think he he's far away from us when we are suffering. Whatever whatever it is, you are suffering from you know, sickness. Is it lack? Suffering can come in different ways. But as long as it's it has nothing to do with you, it's something that comes to us as human beings. But do not give up. Is a, the the song says, "What a friend we have in Jesus," and I think, um, uh, if not for all of us, we, we 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 must have had this. But reading meaning to into this song, that's what we need when we find ourselves in such situation. Where it says, "What a friend we have in Jesus, all the saints and grave to bear." What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. So even in your suffering, whatever is going on, carry them to him in prayer. And verse 2 says, Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrow share? 
Jesus knows of every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. So my dear friends, let this encourage you. It says, it says, it says, have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Don't be discouraged by all the things. St. Peter says, when these things are happening, don't be surprised as if they have not happened before. No. They have, and they will not stop happening. They will, they, it will be there. But he says, do not be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? You may have a best friend, but what your best friend wouldn't want to do is to you know, carry your, 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 your suffering on himself or herself. They will say they have enough to, you know, to, 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 uh, they have enough to carry on themselves. So I can't join yours to mine. It will be too much for me. But this is someone who is ready, not just to share your sufferings with you, but he's ready to carry it. Remember, he says, come to me, come to me, all you who labor and offer burdens, and I will give you rest. Come to me, come to me. And he says, Jesus knows our every weakness. Just take it to him in prayer. And there's this other song that says, Leave it there, leave it there. Take your troubles to the Lord and leave it there. He will surely deliver you when you put your trust in him. Take your troubles to the Lord and leave it there. Just take it, take it to him and leave it there. He knows how to deal with it. He knows how to handle it. The problem is, you know, we always want to figure it out ourselves. But he says, just bring, bring it to me. Leave it there. Just go your way. I will know how to handle it. Uh, there are principles for walking with God through difficult days. Difficult days will definitely come, like I said. Remember in um, the prophet Isaiah, he says, he says, when you will pass through the waters, when you pass through the waters, you will not be drowned. When, it means that there will be a time. There is a season for passing through the waters. Remember, before the, the Israelites entered the promised land, they had to pass through the wilderness. So there will always be a wilderness season in our lives. There will definitely be a time for us to pass through the wilderness. But there is hope because we are marching into the promised land. So we are not stopping. So someone says, I am passing through hell. And the other person says, keep passing through hell. Don't stay in hell. That's the problem. Don't stay in hell. Pass through it. Because we know we'll get there. So the first principle, the first principle for walking with God through difficult days, we walk with him. He does not leave us. We walk with him. If you remember the story about the, 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 the footprints on the sand, we all know the story. That's it. He walks with us in our times of difficulty. When we are suffering, he is there. He is suffering with us. And that's the reason why he had to come. The scripture says, 
he, 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 he has passed through all the stints. He passed through all the stints. But the only thing is that he didn't say, he didn't give up. He persevered to the end. And he left us an example to follow. The first principle is bring your pain to the Lord. Don't run from him. And that's what a lot of us do. When we feel that the pain has become too much, we run from him instead of running to him. We don't run from him, we run to him. If we run from him, we will not succeed. If we run to him, we will succeed. The scripture says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs into it and they are saved. So we don't run from him, we run to him. So just see, see him as a friend, you can always run to See him as a friend, you can always run to, not run from. Because sometimes I've, I've met a lot of people who said, I stopped going to church. I no longer go to church. I used to go to church before. I said, what happened? They said, something happened. I was diagnosed of cancer and I stopped going to church. I felt God left me. Actually, we are the ones that leave him. He does not leave us. He does not leave us. And even if we stay away, he's still there waiting for us to come back. He's still there waiting for us to come back. So it's at that point, <clears throat> the scripture says, This poor man called, and the Lord heard his voice. So at that moment, when we are in need, is the time we need to call out. Call out to him. We are the ones that need his help. So, Bring your pain, bring your suffering to him and don't run from him. Run to him. And the second principle is fill your life with God's word and God's people. Know the people that surround you when things are getting hard. When in your days of suffering and pain, the, the, the type of people around you matters a lot. The type of people who are around you matters a lot. Surround yourselves with people, God's people, people who are grounded in God's word, people who, who have experienced what you have experienced, people who have been there before, and not people who will discourage you, people that will say, people that will mock you, people that will laugh at you, people that will make you lose it. Just if you if you surround yourself with people who will always question your faith, people who will always question God's love for you, then yes, definitely it will be very difficult at that moment to stay to stay pure, because you will always reflect on what whatever they say to you. So surround yourself with people who have been there, who have seen the Lord's goodness, who will always testify his goodness in their lives, who will share their stories with you, and their stories will encourage you to keep keeping on. And then God's word, God's word, that's where we find solace. God's word, run to him, run. He speaks to us through his words. And several times I've opened the scriptures when I found myself in that situation, I opened the scripture, and the first thing that meets my eye is a word from God say, saying to me, Either it shall come to pass, or don't worry, I'm with you. Something that once I say it, I know this is God speaking. And I keep carrying on. 
it's real i'm not i'm not making it up it's real so fill your life with god's word and god's people and the third principle before we go for uh, another music break is don't be filled with worry overflow with worship don't be filled with worry overflow with worship look at what happens to 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 the apostles after they were being flogged they would have gone home worried to death are, are we still going to survive in this thing we have found ourselves instead they overflowed with worship they were praising god at a point they, they this we were asked is it not the same people you people flogged go to the temple they are there singing and dancing and praising god they were supposed to go home you told them to go home but they're in the temple they are there filling the temple with praise and worship they are there so when we see ourselves in this situation what the devil our enemy what he expects is for us to worry ourselves to death because he knows that worry uh, will lead us to trust god less but when we worry less we trust more when we trust more we worry less so don't be filled with worry overflow with worship even in your time of suffering worship god worship god why why do we worship god because we know he is capable of rescuing us from whatever we have found ourselves okay so we now go for another music break before we come back and conclude our topic for today Okay, our next song is Heal Me by Father Ulvin Eber. Heal me, Lord Jesus. Heal me, Lord. I need your healing in my life today. Jesus, 
This is a, a final section of Diving Deeper with Father Alvin talking about do not be ashamed to be a Christian and suffering and walking through with God. So, Father Alvin, I'll hand it over to you. Thanks, Karen, and welcome back. So we continue with um, the principles for walking with God through difficult days. So the last point I made was don't be filled with worry overflow with worship so instead of instead of worrying yourself to death one thing is that worrying doesn't solve anything and that's something i've come to 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 believe and i'm 100 percent convinced in it even though yeah it's not easy as human beings we find ourselves worrying but sometimes you see what if you keep something before you and start worrying about it it won't even move an inch my worrying about this that I've, I've kept before me won't even move an inch. And that's how it is. So we can I can worry from now till next year. It won't change anything. Rather, I will be the one suffering. <clears throat> and it will be very difficult for me to trust in God because worry means I want to figure it out myself. I want, I want, to, I want to figure it out myself. I don't need God in it. But when I get God involved, then I don't need to worry. That's what the, the song we, I just sang a few minutes ago, that's what it says. You know, leave it there. Take your problems to the Lord and leave it there. And he will surely deliver you when you put your trust in Him. Take your problems to Him and just leave it there. Leave it there and go. 
he knows how to handle it. Yes, sometimes it can be difficult because uh, well, we get worried because we don't know what happens the next minute because of the uncertainty. But then why should we worry when we know there's someone who knows every detail of our lives? He knows the, the, the next second of your life, of my life. He knows everything. And as long as he is, is involved, we are safe. We are safe in his hands. So when I know that I'm safe in his hands, no matter what is, is, is going on, then I feel more relaxed. I relaxed in his grip. Because I know even in the midst of the storm, look at what happened in the scripture when, when uh, the disciples, they were in the boat and then they saw Jesus coming, they thought it was a ghost. And he says, it's, it's, it is I, do not worry. It is I, do not be afraid. So even in the midst of the storm, they saw Jesus coming. So in the midst of our sufferings, in the midst of our pain, look, you will see him, he's there. So instead of getting worried, overflow with worship. The more you praise, the more you worship him, the more you forget about what is going on. And that's why he says, looking up to him, who is the author and finisher of our faith, look up to him, not, don't look at, you know, whatever is going on around, around you. Look, let your focus be, on him because when we focus on the problems then we think that's what happened to peter he was walking on on the sea because he was focused on jesus but when he started focusing on what was going on around him he started to sink and the same thing happens to us when we focus on our problems we'll sink but when we focus on him we walk on our problems it doesn't, it doesn't, that's, that's sea. It doesn't, it doesn't, we don't get drowned. Okay. And the fourth point here is believe that God will turn your sorrow into great joy. The, the first song we play, mighty God, you have turned my life around. You have turned my life around. When I thought all hope was lost, you came and you turned my morning into dancing. He turned my morning into dancing. Remember, he said, now you are in sorrow. Others are rejoicing. But the time will come when your morning will be turned into dancing. Your, your, your sorrow will be turned into joy. It means that nothing that is happening to us now is permanent. One day, it will definitely come to pass. Remember, Psalm, Psalm 34, verse 19 it says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them from, from delivers him from them all. And Psalm 30, verse 5, it says, for he, his anger endures for a moment, and his will is life. And it says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. I can remember what my mom told me when I was still um, uh, starting my formation as as um, a young seminarian preparing uh, to uh, become a priest. There was something she told me one day. Something was happening, and I was so I was so worried. I was in in a, and the, the tension was so high. And she came and she said to me, "You see." 
when it rains, it doesn't rain forever. No matter how heavy it rains, one day it's, it will stop. That's what she told me, and it stuck with me. I've never forgotten that. She said, no matter how heavy, we don't get heavy rain here, but back home, when it rains heavily, you know it's raining. So she said, no matter how heavy the rain is, it will definitely stop. And today, I always use it, and it's 100% true. So no matter how much you are suffering at this moment, definitely one day it will come to pass. Don't, don't give up. Just keep trusting in God. Absolute trust and dependence. He wants our 100% trust. Don't say, I will trust him a little bit. I will deal with it, you know, myself. With God, you know the saying that don't put all your eggs in one basket. It doesn't hold. With God, he wants you to put all the eggs in that one basket because they are safe. So the normal saying is don't put your eggs in one basket because in case if something happens, and that's why we get worried in case who knows what is going to happen? But well, with God, nothing. He says, you have 100% assurance that all your eggs will be safe. Put all your eggs, put all your problems in that basket, and that basket is him. They are safe. So we should you know, learn to trust him. No matter what we find ourselves in, no matter the difficult we find ourselves in, just trust him. He never disappoints, and he has never disappointed. I think that's all I have for you today, my listeners. That's wonderful. And I believe and hope you have been blessed today. And um, yeah. Thank you so much. That is really, yeah, really powerful and yeah, very needed, I think. Um, I do love that. Don't be filled with worry. Overflow with worship. That is beautiful. I love that. I'm going to keep that and write that down somewhere. Thank you very much. Um, Father, would you finish um, with a blessing for everyone who's listening? With a prayer for everyone who's listening? Okay. Thank you. Yes. All right. So we pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for being with us throughout this evening. And as we have listened to your word, Lord, we pray that most especially as we are awaiting the coming of the Holy Spirit. We pray that you empower us and give us that courage and that boldness to always stand firm, to declare um, that we believe in you and our faith is in you. And that no matter what is happening in our lives, Lord, that we will always stand firm and know that your love for us is everlasting and that your love surpasses whatever that is happening in our lives, so that at the end, we'll persevere and we'll be able to receive the crown of glory which you have prepared for us right from the beginning of this world. Thank you for answering our prayers and for blessing our hearts today. And may your name be glorified. And we ask this through Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless, God and protect us all in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you for your patience you. with all the technology as well. We made it. We got there. <laughs>
yeah. we got there in the end. Yeah. yeah. Come on, thank you, thank Father. You. Goodbye. This was a Radio Maria podcast. If you enjoyed it, do please click like and subscribe on your podcast provider or leave us a review. Every bit of feedback helps increase our visibility and allows us to reach more people with the message of Christ's saving truth. And if you don't already, you can listen to Radio Maria live either online or on DAB in selected regions of the UK. We'd love for you to call in live and be part of the conversation. See our website, radiomariaengland.uk, for more details and a full schedule of programmes. And do please consider making a donation so that we can keep making more programmes like this. We are completely dependent upon the generosity of our listeners.